1: Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face and then they take a shiv or a machete and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy and I'm more of a front stabbing person and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about
0: them. Nobody
2: talk about politics, like,
1: don't say anything, you know.
0: A marriage that's been through it all. She
1: has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition
0: these are the views of a couple in love a couple with children a couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survived he's
2: kind of like an impetuous guy In in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married
0: what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is Mooch and the Misses.
2: Mooch, turn on your mic.
1: My mic is on. Nice. We okay. got a legend in the house. Legend in the house. Number Me? five. Oh, well, you're a legend, <laughs> In my hey, own by the mind. way, by the way, David. After I announce you, you should know that my wife is still fighting with me from last week's podcast. So, not last week. If you get caught, oh, if you get week, caught, yeah. if you get caught on the crossfire, I just feel bad. But number five, ladies and gentlemen, the best uh, the, number the, ever. The, the, my the Mets number. captain, my wife, born on May five, David Wright. David, thanks so much for joining Mooch and the Misses. How are you?
3: Great. Thanks for having me. What a pleasure. The, the...
2: Too bad we can't have you in studio, but he's too far away. I the...
3: know, I know, we're all the way across the country. But maybe next time I'm uh, back east.
1: Okay, yeah, we But we well, thanks that. for doing this, though. David. How many kids you got yeah, now? No
3: problem. Two, two girls. Two girls. They uh, uh Olivia is a little over two. Yeah. And uh, Madison is six months old, so um, we're finally starting to get some sleep.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're you're turning the corner. I was just thinking that last yes. night. I I woke up at like five this morning to come to work but I was thinking that was so nice nobody none of my children woke me up in the middle of the night last night that's like a good thing there when you, go. you start
3: yeah originally. we had a good night last night also uh little Madison slept through the night for the second night in a row so uh
2: oh she's gonna go know, for it a now of, a lot of good things going this way yeah
1: that's you, are her you thanksgiving getting, are you, gift to is you. the older one ending up in your bed at night David with a foot in your mouth or not yet
3: no 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 that mm-hmm. we have a strict uh see, uh-huh. see? I see you, right, we alpha, violated so, that uh, policy uh, yeah, Olivia will not be uh, be hopping in bed. But uh, you know, as much as I like, uh, you know, snuggling and hanging out with her, uh, you know, she can stay in her bed.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm, gonna get, it, yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm about to get in serious trouble on this podcast. But I got to tell you something, David. My daughter, who you have seen sing the national mm-hmm. anthem at yeah. City Field oh, yeah. on more than one occasion. Killed, I, killed I killed it
2: by
1: the way. Say that again?
2: She killed it by
0: the way. Oh, what she thank
1: you th- th- she killed it. Th- th- thank yep. you. She she said, Oh my god, Dad. Oh yeah. She's oh kill my you if god she hears Dad. This. That was my first crush. So I don't want her to get in trouble with <laughs> Mrs. Wright. But I gotta tell you, Dad, well, when I you know. when you took that picture of me after I sang with David, my my yeah. heart was pounding. So when she listens to this podcast, uh, she's going to annihilate me for bringing it up yeah. on the podcast. Uh-huh. But I just thought well, that... I'm we'd...
3: old, and we got a bunch of young, strapping, young uh, young players on the Mets, so uh, I'm sure she's going to... Oh, yeah, that's
1: exactly that. what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. Thanks. Thanks, David. No,
2: isn't okay.
3: it
1: funny, I remember, though, that... Remember, you got two daughters, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, <laughs> I know that. yeah, that's called karma when you get a daughter, and then you get two, that's double down double, on the karma. Double
1: karma. Yep. So what's life oh, yeah, like now, problem. David? Tell tell our uh, your fan base listening in on this podcast what's life na- like now? What are you doing?
3: You know it's it's strange because um, you know I'm kind of doing what I would typically do. you know it's still fairly early in the off season. I think you know you start getting into baseball mode, I would say, probably sometime in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And you really start thinking about okay, I'm going to head down to Florida in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, let's start mentally preparing yourself and physically preparing yourself for baseball. So it's kind of weird that you know, for me, uh, the season's just kind of ended, and obviously we've received some you know great news with Jacob Degrom winning the Cy Young. So you know, baseball's just kind of heating up in that that hot stove time of year. So it's it, it's strange to. Um, kind of be in a situation with me where you know, about the time that I started thinking about, you know, getting myself ready to play next year, um, you know, but uh, you know, it, it, it's been great to be able to get into routine to our, our two-year-old just started preschool, so dropping her off every morning. And, uh, you know, we for our first day we dropped her off, and, you know, it was kind of tough us leaving. She cried a little bit. and But now we Aww. drop her off. We'd always say, you know, Olivia, have fun. You know, listen to your teacher. Now she tells Me to have fun when I drop her off and, you know, uh, my wife's got her saying, you know, listen to your mom. Listen to mommy. (laughs) uh,
1: That's what's up. Oh, man, they do that to you, man. Let me tell you, she's infused brainwashing, propaganda, bribery and threatening to have the two boys that we created team up against me. (laughs) <laughs> Just so you know. His wife is I mean, doing she's, the same thing. She's using me. all the web. I'm sure your wife's doing the same thing. She's probably they can acting go all
2: mean girl on him at yeah, some she's, point. She's, yep.
1: she's probably acting all goody two shoes to you right now, but she's lightsaber training with the two of them when you're not looking. Exactly,
2: she's,
3: she's discovered she's discovered lollipops and popsicles. 100%. And you know, the bribery
1: has begun. Oh, there's no doubt. Bribery and threatening. You can't threatening. survive without bribery. Yeah, bribery and threatening are my two go tos. After I read in Dr. Spock's book, don't bribe and don't threaten. I've been using that for 25 years. Okay, that's been my <laughs> natural go. go-to. Okay, Not go, a
2: answer. lie. That's so, so true. So
1: we, we've got some listeners uh, that tweeted in, so excited about you coming on. Uh, one, one of our uh, our our fans slash friends uh, uh, asking, David, any idea what your role is going to be with the Mets or in baseball going forward? Have Has anything come up? I haven't seen anything related to it. I was just wondering if you could comment on it.
3: Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, I've made it very known that I'd like to stay involved. Obviously, I, I have a, a t- an attachment and a love for the the New York Mets and the fan base and the city that, uh, you know, I'd love to continue uh, to be a part of and to support. Um, our new general manager, Brody, uh, has reached out numerous times and, you know, was kind of interested to see what I was interested in doing. And, you know, I told him, um, you know, obviously on a limited type role that, Uh, I'd love to help them out in any way that I could. So, um, you know, I do hope that there is, uh, you know, some sort of role for me, um, you know, kind of on a part-time basis in the, uh, in the front office, but um, ultimately that'll be up to the new uh, general manager who I think is going to do a tremendous job. And, uh, you know, like I said before, it's just, I have a, a real deep love for this organization, the way they've treated me and my family. And I grew up, I mean, you know, I said it in in my press conference that I've been a Met for half my life, which is uh, pretty amazing to think about. So uh, hopefully, that relationship continues and I can provide some value, kind of in a different role moving forward.
1: Do you do you do you see announcing in your future? Do you see managing in your future? I'm not talking about today or tomorrow, but like five, eight, ten years from now.
3: Managing my daughter in softball or soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Good name, you know, it's I, I listened to you guys uh, with Bobby V, and um, you know, and I'm sure Bobby would probably attest to this that managing, uh, that's a thankless job. Um, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, you get questioned if you, you do this, you get questioned if you do that, and there's never really a right answer. You know, you can play it by the book and do everything you're supposed to, and you still, uh, you know, get questioned for everything. So managing's managing's is tough. I have a lot of respect for. Uh, for for the managers that I've had, certainly. But, um, you know, that's not something I don't think interests me. And then broadcasting, I don't know. You know, I I don't think so. Um, You know, that could change. But, you know, for me, I think I'd really like to, you know, do a little work behind the scenes to try to help the team and put together, you know, a team that that can win now and, you know, can help Brody do something, you know, down the line that can help sustain kind of a, a
2: winning culture in New York. Yeah, they need it. The Mets need it. He answered that kind of like. By the way, sorry, I'm a Yankee fan, but I love you, David. But um, oh, no worries, no
3: worries. Nobody's perfect.
1: No. <laughs> oh, finally, there's a male. It's a sausage party. Right? It's a sausage party. Listen, we finally um, have a finally have a male on the line. No, a shot about at the mail.
2: Oh, true, you true, Said true, nobody's true, perfect, true. baby. You know I think though? you're perfect, baby. Yeah, right. He Even though you're that a Yankee question, fan, I think you're perfect. Like you
1: answer when people I'm say, I'm working my way oh my back God. to you, babe. Oh. Oh my and God. I don't Can I, know wait, how to you sing. You just
2: reminded me of, David, just bear with me for a second. I have to give this random tidbit. I was in the oh, elevator coming up here this morning and I was standing next to a guy who was probably like 28 years old. He had a first generation iPod and when I, and wow. he had it on so loud that I could hear what he was listening to and he was listening to that song that you always sing you know that song hold on I'm coming whatever that song hold is. on yeah. I'm like what the hell is this kid I'm listening coming. yeah that song hold on why would this guy have an iPod from like the freaking first time they ever made one listening to that song from well, the that's 1960s didn't see Back
1: to the Future he's transported himself from that time <laughs> and he's he in was in listening the to something
2: you. from the 1960s and he, he was born in the 80s it was he so just weird just
1: wanted to see what Deirdre Scaramucci was wearing because she's making a fashion style <laughs> statement today with her ripped jeans mm-hmm. and he was coming into the future to see no it. you
2: guys don't think that's so, funny it's so random anyway David so, I don't want to waste your time about that but I just found it to be so, so funny
1: so there's a there's a question out here from Benny Papa 987 oh that's the best question I gotta, <laughs> this is the best question okay ready my David, question I just so you know we, we haven't we haven't prepared Mr. David Bright captain of the New York Mets for any of these questions no. but this is a loaded question go ahead dear. Scaramucci yeah, this is making me a little nervous go, yeah, ahead, yeah. go ahead go ahead
2: no it's actually a slam on me and Anthony, which yeah. is hilarious. It says, My uh, question nice. nobody's nice to us,
3: okay, good.
1: but that's all okay, good. All right,
2: good. We just pump each other up when we get home. We talk <laughs> positive. <laughs> so it says,
1: People hate listening to this podcast, but David, but go ahead.
2: Go My ahead. question: colon, Why in the world would you be a guest on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and the answer is,
2: Da-ding! <laughs> I feel bad I mean, for those poor is, sons of bitches. That's is, his answer. it has been the highlight of my
1: off season so far. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, WCBS, make sure you get that out on social media. David Wright's highlight.
3: Yes, I I got up earlier this morning uh, dropping the daughter off at that school and couldn't wait. You know, the anticipation was killing
0: me. You actually,
2: you were ready to go early, so I sort of believe you.
1: Well, well what people don't yeah. know, which I'll share, is that David and I have a very close mutual friend, Doug Romano, who actually works at Skybridge and uh, yes. has been a close friend of David. And I think... I think one of your roommates on the road was Rock, right? David Rockinelli, right?
3: Rock, oh. yeah, David yeah. Rockinelli, yeah, a uh, Stanford guy who's also now out on the uh, West Coast, and his uh, fiance just passed the bar, so we went out to dinner the other night to Sweet. celebrate oh, his uh, fiance fantastic. So the these
1: bar. are uh, these yeah. are Stanford Italians, which are different from. Long Island Italians. Let me tell you the difference, okay? In Stanford, it's like New Jersey. It's gym tan laundry. On Long Island, our mothers do our laundry, David, okay? Right. Just so you know, okay? Okay. You know, I don't want to hear
3: because I... uh, my wife is obsessed with, uh, you know, we have two kids and we're both in our mid 30s, but she loves uh, Jersey Shore, the show, right? Yeah. So when you say gym tan laundry, you know, Yeah, just GTL. Back all your That's like having to sit through and watch those shows. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: Is your wife through the West to sit Coast? Stated, the operative word. How did you end up on the West Coast?
3: <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, she we met she went to school in Arizona and uh we met out there and then yeah, she's from out here. So, um, you know, I was always a big East Coast guy, you know, I always battled with my teammates as, you know, the West Coast, no 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 no, you know, you gotta be on the East Coast, that's where it's at, you get the four seasons, you know, this and that, the intensity level is so much higher, you know, people on the West Coast just kinda sleepwalk, you know, this and that. And uh, you know, I came out here to um to the South Bay here and uh it's it's amazing. You, you fell victim to the and,
2: sunshine. Yes, I know, I've... I know
3: it's like right now it's 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 see, 67, so out sixty seven here it's eight o'clock, so it's sixty seven degrees and sunny and it's uh I just don't know. I I turned on the T V and I saw in the northeast they had a snowstorm the other day and I'm thinking to myself, I think uh, I think I made the right decision.
2: You did. And I'm so so jealous. So
1: well, uh, well, we, we find California addictive. Our heart goes out to obviously the people that are suffering and yeah. the fires. Yeah. but uh,
0: Yes, for sure. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: You you, you are the consummate team player. And so, you know, I coach kids. Uh, we, you know, I'm a, a big barstool sports guy where I go on their podcasts and so forth. And so... One of the big questions out here, David, is if you were giving kids advice on how to play well on a team or how to be a captain of a team, what would you say to those kids?
3: That's, That's a great question. You know, I would say first and foremost, there's too many kids, in my opinion, that treat playing baseball like a job when they're a kid. You know, it should be fun. And there's too many parents, I think, that force their kids or, oh, I got the next number one pick. I got the next. Mike Trout, I got the next Bryce Harper, you know, allow the kids to have fun, play multiple sports, you know, do it for the love of the game and not just, you know, don't, don't, don't treat it like a job. And then once you're on a team, remember that it's, it is a team. And and, and I remember my dad growing up and I was a pretty good youth player and he wouldn't care one bit, whether I got five hits or no hits or struck out five times, he obviously rooted for me. But the thing that bothered him the most and that I used to get in trouble for was when I struck out and would hang my head and not root yeah. my teammates on that bothered him to. And that was the only time where I remember him pulling me, you know, out of the game and pull me around the dugout and give me a good, good stern talking to was, you know, when I would do something bad, strike out, make an error and hang my head and pout and not root for the next guy. Mm-hmm. And um, that's always kind of stuck with me. And, um, you know, I've never been one to really be a rah, rah, you know, yell and scream type, you know, leader. Um, I've always tried to lead by example. And I think that that, those were the guys when I got called up to the Mets um, that I really tended to follow were the guys that led by example. And, you know, that was something that's kind of stuck with me where, um, you know, go out there and be the guy that does it and shows the example and not talks about doing it. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the the, the advice I would give.
2: Who's your uh, best friend on the team? Who are you closest to?
3: Well, oh, the best man in my wedding was, was Dave Racaniello, um, the bullpen catcher.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, I would say other than that, I've gotten really close with Jacob DeGrom. Um, I think he is a uh, obviously a ridiculously good pitcher, but also uh, he's turned himself into a, a, a great leader, um, a really good teammate. Um, but, you know, I, I, I've got lifelong friends that I've gotten a chance to meet, you know, kind of through the different time periods of the Mets, you know, when I first got called up, you know, some of the older players, uh, Cliff Floyd, Joe McEwing, yep. um, Johnny Franco, those guys really took me under the wing and it became, you know, kind of that next generation of Carlos Beltran and Carlos Delgado and Paul LaDuca, um, you know, those types of guys. And then all of a sudden I got put into that kind of leadership veteran role and I was starting to take some of these younger players under my wing and Uh, It's kind of been cool to sit here and reminisce and think about the transition over the years of going from, you know, a young 21-year-old Virginia kid, you know, in New York for the first time playing for the New York Mets to all of a sudden, you know, fast forward 15 years and now I'm that veteran guy trying to take some of these younger kids, you know, under my wing and kind of show them the ropes. It's been really neat to reminisce about that.
2: Yeah, it's kind of surreal. I think you've lived like every American kid's dream, you know, to go – Onto like a nostalgic team and be there for your entire career, is is pretty awesome. You know, I think yeah, it's amazing. No question.
3: I, you know, yeah, I was a big Cal Ripken Jr. growing up in Virginia, a big Cal Ripken Jr. fan, and he did uh, obviously had a you know much longer and better career than me, but um, <laughs> you know played for one oh. team and, and was a, a Hall of Fame player for for the Orioles, and I always looked up to that, and uh, you know wanted to do that for myself, and I got a chance to not on that level, like I said, but, but, uh, kind of, um, you know, walk in his shoes for a few years.
2: Yeah. I think most people would choose to have their career go that way. And I think that's, um, it's definitely lucky. Definitely a blessing. It's very cool for you. And you're still sure. so young. Yeah. You have so much ahead of you. So no, what are I don't your,
3: feel so young. You don't
2: feel so young. <laughs> well, how's your, how's your, uh, how's your stenosis?
3: Yeah, I feel young, but my body doesn't feel very young. My mind feels really young. Um, And that's kind of the last couple of years, that's been the tricky part for me was my mind's telling me, you know, you can deal with it. You know, you can, um, you know, you can go out there and grind through kind of the discomfort and the pain. And my body was just saying, no, you can't, you know, and and that's kind of been the tricky part for me is that, um, you know, I always wanted it to be on my terms and I always wanted it you know, when I was a younger player, you know, to say, you know, I'll exit when I want to exit. And, um, you know, my body just, it just wasn't cooperating to the doctors. Yeah. And the doctors say, you know, it's just not going to, you know, wishful thinking to think that it's going to feel any better. Um, You know, I think that kind of hit home for me. Um, And then looking forward, obviously to the future with my two, two girls, you know, it was important for me to make a uh, you know, decision with the doctors, with the team, you know, and obviously we're thinking of my family, uh, you know, where I don't want to go out there and, and do anything that could cause any more problems.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a good sort of segue into a question I have for you. So I'm a mom, so I'm always thinking about this kid thing.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: how, what do you think you learned in baseball that, um, is sort of applicable or, or resonates with you as a dad and, and raising your kids?
3: I would say teamwork for sure. Um, and I would also say that.
2: Eh, what about like you know, enjoying life? A... Like you were saying before, you yeah. know, like, you know, I, feel I think like...
3: there's a lot of similarities between life and baseball. You know, I think that there's a lot of connections that you can make, um, you know, where you talk about selflessness. Um, you know, there's a lot of times in baseball where you have to, kind of take one for the team, per se, where it's not going to help your stats and it's not going to help you um, necessarily get that big contract that you're looking for, but it's what the team needs in that moment. Yep. And you need to do that. And it's kind of taking one on the chin a little bit. It's going to hurt your stats, but it's going to help the team win that game. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, you know, there's some parallels between that and obviously raising children and, um, you know, for me also. Oh, a ton. Yeah, life lessons in
2: general. Yeah. And
3: being the captain, there's times where you have to be, you know, obviously friendly and buddy-buddy and with some of the younger players, but there's times where you got to put your foot down and kind of be that, that stern, you know, they need a uh, kind of a kick in the rear. Or a yeah, that's the to, hard you've part. You've to be able to pull them aside and do that as well. And that's the same thing I'm learning with my girls is that, obviously not the six-month-old, but the two-year-old, you know, she's getting to that point now where she's, you know, got a little mind of her own. And obviously you, you want to be – you know, friendly, but at the same time, you have to kind of put your foot down and say, "Hey, you know, I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm your dad." dad, dad and yeah, and he, it's there hard, there though, right? Also, so, oh yeah, very especially
2: helpful. with girls because they're gonna just. I was. I have no, two older brothers. Heart. Oh yeah, I totally mm-hmm. worked my dad over.
1: Well, you've been oh, yeah. uh, you've been okay. unbelievably generous with your time, David. We're we're gonna impo- Deirdre and I are imposing ourselves on you and Mrs. Wright. The next time we're out in California, okay, you're gonna have to <laughs> you're gonna have to sit through an Italian meal with the two of us, okay?
2: Maybe Please, we'll bring our, treat, our son our and treat. they can all hang out. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll
1: bring we'll, we'll we'll bring our son. So that after after you threaten to introduce the Mets to my uh, my beautiful daughter, I'm bringing my son now, my four year old. No, I mean okay?
3: the, the, the the good guys on the team. You know, with uh, those uh, ever. Set
1: up a, one of the, <laughs> Okay, great. You have any I'll make sure she. I'll make sure, she, I'll make sure she has a taser. Could you please call Amazon Prime and get the taser sent to all <laughs> yeah. But before we let yeah. you go, the fans they love and respect you. God bless you. Okay, I thought your Thank night, the David Wright night, was one of the most amazing nights in Mets history, and I saw your interview. unfortunately I couldn't make it that night, but I saw your interview on television with the guys when you got up into the booth with them. And mm-hmm. uh, you know the you know you I hope you could feel the love and the intensity the emotion here in New York for the type of player you are the type of man you are the type of teammate. Um, but before we let you go, I want I, I, and it's a blink question, so I'm going to ask it. And I want you to just not even think about it. Just give me the answer. Why do you think they love and respect you so much, David?
3: I would like to think, um, kind of a blue collar attitude. Um, I would like to thank, you know, the loyalty both ways. Um, You know, the loyalty that the fans have showed me from day one certainly has meant the world to me. Um, And I'd like to think I've tried to reciprocate that loyalty as much as possible. So, um, and then I'll probably say most importantly, I feel like I'm a Met fan um, deep down inside. Um, You know, we've kind of grown up together in New York where the fans have seen me, make a lot of errors they've seen a lot of strikeouts but they've always kind of stuck with me and had my back and um you know i'll never be able to kind of put into words how much that's meant to me um that loyalty that they've shown me so hopefully you know i've been able to reciprocate that as much as possible
1: well uh we, we love you man the best of your family and uh, uh mooch and the missus are coming for you pal okay i'm gonna hold you to that you're but, gonna be uh, stuck with uh, us man yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Have God a bless great man. Thanksgiving.
2: Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it with yeah, your family, weekend, guys.
0: All right. All right. Rocking David. It. Thank, Thank you. you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?